So is there a difference between uh, you know go on a set for TV and then if you were to go on set for film, is that is that a difference? I would say uh, it it every time when I go back onto set, uh, it's like a playground. And then in that playground, I, I'll, I'll, I'll probably exercise this muscle memory and it's always following the same thing I've been practicing over the last 20 years. Uh. Okay. And it's first thing I go in, uh, I want to know what scene we're doing and what is this scene about. And then uh, once we know what this scene is about, it's really down to the, the management of are we achieving what is this scene supposed to tell the audience or relate to the audience. Okay. So per scene in itself, it is an exercise. And one day maybe we should 10 scenes so that's uh, like exercise 10 times <laughs> so maybe on the film set we only shoot two scenes per day three scenes per day then that is like lasting that stamina and kind of like take a uh, it's a test on your patience of how long you can focus on that scene but obviously tv will have to move faster decision making got to be snappier rooms for experiments are lesser i would say that's mainly the difference so for feature films do you like uh experiment more like you know more angles more shots and then a little bit more free form or everything is designed Uh, what was it for you i would say for feature film right first of all we we have to go through that that preparation exercise like um breaking down to the bare bones of like is that scene essential to the storytelling if that scene is not essential discard uh if that scene is so essential then the next step would probably be how can we make sure that this scene is well delivered Okay. Yeah, and and once we decide on how to deliver this scene, right? Probably that comes uh, that kind of like a, a challenge for the director uh, is how difficult do you want to shoot it, as opposed to how producers would think how easy can you shoot it? Yeah, because no matter what, we are trying to do something that is um, going to be a process to be remembered. Okay. Yeah. So I always feel like director and producer is having that struggle. One would want to do it easy, and one would do it hard. Okay. And obviously, at the end of the day, the compromise is, is this hard process worth it or does it justify itself? So you don't feel more pressure being on a film set? I would say yes. The pressure is higher because, uh, okay, for example, like we're doing kin tangling, right? Uh, touch wood, any scenes that we can't complete, we can pick it up in the next block. But for a film set, the chances are very tedious and anything that goes into reshoot will be money. <laughs> and uh, checking on all people's schedule, checking on all the locations available, everybody's time. So that repercussion is really much, uh, I would say, it's Okay. Sense. So if you were to meet somebody on the TV, um, your, your actors, mm-hmm. right, uh, on TV, then suddenly now you have to uh, see him or her on the film set do you do you expect more out of that person or the same? Or? I okay. I would say the expectation is the same as long as they know why they are there for. Um, like for 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 TV, uh, maybe it used to be that way. I mean, when when for TV, they always say, okay, uh, this this screen is smaller, so your performance got to be uh, louder because you need to capture the audience. And in in the olden days, they were saying like, okay, this is cinema, everything is going to be blown up so you don't react so much the reaction should be lesser mm. so that people can be drawn into your performances okay but now this kind of like uh, cinema has been kind of uh, blurred because of Netflix because of all yep. the platforms you have yep. um, I mean Roma is streaming on Netflix yep. uh, but the performance is still very cinematic 
So, yep. so how do you actually define what is a TV performance and what is a cinematic performance? Okay. I think the line has been blurred. Mm, but as long as true. we know how to treat that scene to the right effect, mm. I think it, the, the performance still carries itself. Okay. Yeah. Let's just start about your start because uh, even for that, I'm not too sure. I, I only remembered <laughs> you uh, with uh, Pauline. Right, right. Yeah. You you were one of her favorite uh, directors, and I remember uh, it was Atticus, I think. Ah, uh, yes. That told told me about you, like you know this course and right, how right. he loved uh, <laughs> working with you. But uh, tell us how you get your start in uh, in this. Well, actually, uh, I graduated in '99 mm. uh, in Austin, Texas. Oh, uh, yeah, major in uh, this radio TV film. Cool, and, cool, cool. And, and my actually, I was. Do you know Bing Bing? Yes, he's my senior. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So in a in a weird sense, because mm. uh, till my final year, right, I'm actually more towards a writer, okay, than, than a director. Mm. Yeah, but when I came back in, uh, I think maybe September '99. Yep. I uh, got my first job uh, at MTV Asia of all places. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I got to start to write dialogues and uh, uh, for for all the VJs to talk. Okay. So, so I just started and working there, and then after a while, I, I like okay. I think this is about as much as MTV can uh, let me learn. Okay. Uh, and end of the year, I actually wrote into some of the production houses in Singapore, and then so Oak Tree responded. Okay. And that time they had this uh, sitcom called School Days. Chisai Shui Tang. Okay. It's about a group of uh, foreigners learning to speak Mandarin, mm. and uh, I I have a very strong uh, Chinese background because mm. both my parents are like. Chinese teachers. Okay. So I was just thrown deep in and, and they just offered me, can you be the AD? Uh, <laughs> I said, I don't have any prior experience. Then, okay. uh, I mean, uh, Swat Yen, the, the, the boss for O3 was like, very kind. She was saying things like, it's okay. I think we all have no experience. So <laughs> if we die, we die together. Okay. Yeah. So that just kickstarted my career. So I actually stumbled into doing ADing without much knowledge of what an AD should do. So mm. literally, uh, when I kind of like recollect the whole experience is, Literally, uh, besides makeup and dressing the talents up, I mean, just everything. You've done it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I have to plan the call sheet, I got to plan schedule, inform the casting, uh, do auditions. Uh, we shoot three cameras in the studio. I'm the floor manager. All kinds of shit that happened during the time. But it was such a, how should I say, it, empowering uh, experience. So, you literally grow up in one project because there's so many mistakes made and so many lessons learned. Yeah, and so I think that was a very good platform for me to know what production is all about. And I was so glad to meet uh, my sifu, uh, this uh, Channel 8 director called Mingzhe. Oh, so, okay. so I followed Famous, him uh. yeah, for, <laughs> for two projects. Okay. And he was the one who told Swat Yen, like, mm. I think he, he can start directing already. Okay. Then I was like, ah, uh, just like that. Then he's like, you go ahead. I'll, uh, you just take one episode. Um, I'll stand right behind. Only when you make a mistake, then I'll step in. Okay. If I never step in, uh, you're doing it right. Cool. Yeah. And in the next year, in the year 2000, I started directing. Okay. Um, and it just came like, wow. Uh, what yeah. project was it? It's still School Day Season 2. Okay. Oh, so, Season 2. Okay. Yeah. So it was kind of fascinating. Like, I, I, I'm still eternally grateful to, to them for having faith and trust that uh, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, and and we just started from there, and and uh, I haven't had a full time job since. Great, that time. Man, that till now. What, I'm what, still a, a, what a story! But yeah. <laughs> describe your first day as a director. My first day was 
really scary because <laughs> uh, obviously when the, I, after the first season, I, I knew that all the talents on set. Yep. Uh, most of them, I would say, they're still all my friends. Mm. And obviously they look at me differently. Uh, most of them are smiling at me like, okay, uh, just don't screw it up. <laughs> that kind of thing. So luckily that, that day when I shot, right, uh, Mingzi literally only stepped in once and told me like, okay, whatever you're shot, I can see that it's uh, storyboarded. But there's some shots where you forgot to take and it is something very important called the relationship shots. Okay. Like you haven't tell the audience where these people are yep. because all your shots are like mid shots, tight shots, close mm. up. You mm. never have a white establishing shot of okay. what they, where they are in. Mm. The, so that was the only time he, he gave me a okay. technical advice. But other than that, he just let me do whatever I want. So I yeah. thought, wow, um, to, to, to take it from him is really like, if the next time I should be teaching someone else something, I'll probably operate the same way he does. Okay. You just let people try. If mm. not, you'll never know... Uh, that's so important nowadays to have like a mentor and somebody to really guide you. A lot of young people, I'm not saying just directors, right? you almost like they subscribe to the fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just going back to certain things that why that's why we want to do this um, podcast is because there's so much work that goes into directing, but it also looks like there's not much work because uh, there are times that I'll just say it's like you know is a is a director needed, uh, but there's so much work you know and and actually the work even starts before we even go on set. What are the things that when you start to get a script, uh, is there any preparation that you do to? Um, you directing it. Okay, I, I would say first and foremost, it, it, I mean, as, as what I always say, now it has become a muscle memory, memory yeah. uh, that, that always works in. Yep. First and foremost, I think we need to understand what's the genre yep. uh, of whatever we are yep. dealing with. And then from that genre, uh, we have to understand what are the uh, choices or the, the stylized uh, things that uh, the creator might have. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and once those things are clarified, I think we work within those boundaries. And then obviously it's the, the thing that uh, I, I keep uh, pushing writers for. There is a very distinct difference between what is the story and what's the story about. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Like, like every scene, uh, it should tell a mini story. Yep. Uh, and, and can we find what is the mini intention or motivation in that scene? Yep. If I read the script and I realize like some scenes, it doesn't go anywhere, uh, I would be very polite to ask, are we underrunning? <laughs> is this a filler scene? If it's a filler scene, what do you want to get out of this filler scene? Can I still milk something out of that filler scene? Does it see some of the characters uh, facade more? If it does, we'll focus on that rather than it be a very flimsy, um, out of nowhere scene. Uh, let's, let's still work to make it uh, worth it for the okay. time. So mm. I think it becomes this muscle memory that every scene we, we have to start with questioning, what is its purpose? Yeah, does it need to exist? If it doesn't need to exist, doesn't push the story, doesn't show the character, doesn't drive the, the, the conflicts, then it is a redundant scene that we can probably voice out and say, let's take it away. Okay. Um, do you normally direct a lot of the things that you write yourself? Because uh, not many directors <laughs> have that luxury. Yeah, actually, coming to this point, right, I only have the luxury to direct what I wrote for my feature films. Okay. For the TV stuff I did all over the years, none of it has been written by uh, myself. For me, I'm, I mean, my journey and the kind of production I work, 
very fast, you know, even from the first TV series is like there was a lot of times we really need to go beyond the script mm. because what's on the script was very exposition. Yes. And then this guy says this, and then you know, mm. and for me, even very early on, I decided to look for something within the scenes, mm. but that that sometimes might mean like you know, uh, that's not maybe what's written. Mm. So, what was your take on that? Do you try to look for something beyond the writing, or you you're quite strict to following this? this uh, I I totally agree with what you just said because I think that is why directors are needed. Because once the script is written, uh, and I'm a writer myself, so I would like to respect the fellow writer's creation. Yep. And and in a certain way, I would like to know to detail like why you write this in this way, and uh, it should be a kind of like an ongoing process between directors and writers to have an open conversation. Yep. Like, like what if I treat it this way? Mm. Does it kind of like um, alter your intention? If it doesn't alter your intention, did that elevate? The intention, so it should be the director's job, right, to elevate and kind of like milk the intention of what the writer uh, couldn't manage on the word form into a visual form. So I feel like that should be what the director is supposed to be doing. But a lot of times, um, for some projects, you you do get to have the luxury to talk to the writers. Yes. Yeah. But a lot of times yes. you're like you just see the script maybe sometimes on the day or the day before, yes, right yeah. with the call sheet and right. then like uh, you you just don't have the luxury. Mm, uh, but I think that trust between the the writer and the director is um, will always be tested because you know uh, who is really you know leading the 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 work and for me personally there there are times that I would um, like push a little bit but. I think at the end of the day, if 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 it's a better work, uh, I think it's still a collaborative piece. Mm, yes, because uh, it, it can be improved. Yeah, right. Sometimes yeah. the actors yeah. might have something else yeah. that that's interesting mm. and all that. So I always believe that the word directing is kind of wrong. The the French call it uh, realizing, realistic, but basically realizing, yeah. which I think is more realistic. Correct. Right. Yeah. Directing seems like some guy, like you know, telling yeah. people what to do. But yeah. you know, you you're there, and then this is what you're given, and then the day, the you know, the light is like that, and the the DP is not feeling good, and you have to realize it. Mm. You have to make it happen. Right. So I think the writing is similar. Like you know, um, may not be best like you know maybe even the right you know have the bandwidth or, or, or you know uh, the luxury of bulletproofing it Mm-mm. and for us I think for, for the directors it could be our job to basically you know make it stronger right. I don't know yeah. right I, I totally agree <laughs> I mean that that's the purpose of it like there, there was one seminar where I went to and this young uh, uh, student was asking me so as a director what do you really do I, I was lost <laughs> because I, like there's so many things that that we do. Mm. So in the end, I, I mean cheekily, I answered him and said, uh, "I answer questions." <laughs> yeah, that's but true. Like that's who true. who has questions? Yeah, uh, I I'll have to give answers. But I think the challenge of my job is to give the right answers, hundred okay. percent of the time. Okay. Yeah. But um, having said that, uh, I don't know about you, lah. Mm. But for me, even you know. Uh, for long form, I've been doing it for 13 years. I mean, for you, you you're mm-hmm. even nearly 20 years. Um, 
a lot of times also you, it's still very subjective. Yes. Yeah. You know, you make calls and then sometimes you're like, mm, I'm not sure, but then you have to act like you you are sure. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, I would say 50-50. But yeah. once we make that decision, then it's no way back and yeah. you just have to live with it. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I'd like to know is that uh, do you believe in rehearsals? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I, I feel that most of the time, I wouldn't say it's a rehearsal. Uh, I, I am a more audiophile person. I would like to hear the voice of that talent mm. when they do line reads. Okay. And then in the line reads, right, <clears throat> I'm trying to find whether they do understand the nuances, whether they do understand the tempo, uh, and then the intensity of how you're going to read those lines. Okay. So so through uh, a very simple script rewrite, I mm. probably can catch like... Uh, uh, how is this people going to play the scene? And then okay. obviously, if they're reading it to already the correct way, mm. I'm not going to uh, make it 100% my style. Mm. Yeah, If we can meet 70 to 80%, I would allow that 30% of creativity for them to, to play. Yeah, But if they totally miss it, obviously we'll have to step in and correct what kind of intention is, is your tone in this uh, scene. Yeah, So I place a lot of emphasis on voicing Okay. More than blocking. Okay. Yeah. Mm, that's in interesting. End, yeah. It yep. is really the conversation that carries. It's not the mm. movement that carries. Mm. Yeah. And blocking, it can be fun. It can be intentional. But if the talent needs to do a certain action that, that uh, punctuates the line yep. or, or whatever, mm. then obviously we always talk about how intentional is that? Okay. Is it overthinking? Is mm. it overcrafting? Does okay. it look natural? Mm. Yeah. Then if, you're, if the way you read it is natural, you can do anything you want. Okay. Yeah, but if you are like trying so hard to do something to impress, then maybe not. Yeah. So your style will be we come on set <clears throat> and then we do unblocking and then they will go one round without shooting or yeah. do you shoot the rehearsals? No, I never never shoot rehearsals. Yeah. Okay. It's it's more of like uh it, it depends, I would say. It really depends on different kind of talents. If I'm working with kids, maybe I'll mm. just try that rehearsal yeah, and yeah, tell yeah, them yeah. we are yeah. rehearsing and I'll just yeah, yeah, get yeah, yeah, yeah. what I want. <laughs> Okay, um, you have a very special uh, position of like, you know, being EP on a, a long, long series and like multiple directors and I'm one of them. Do you think like a TV series uh, is better to have one vision or multiple directors? I would say in terms of uh, TV, right, to have multiple directors is, is out of uh, necessity. Rather okay. than it is a, what do you call that, a, a must. Okay. Because of how tedious uh, onset life can be. It, it is something that is born out of necessity. So we are trying to make the best out of um, this system. Okay. And, and even I remember at the very first time when we did Tangling, everyone was clueless. Yep. Uh, all the directors were, were, were new to me. I've mm. never yep. actually met them at all yeah, in yeah. my whole life. <laughs> and, and they were all more senior than me. So yeah. it really makes me very uh, humble that you okay. know, like everyone still is like, okay, why don't you shoot a pilot and then show us uh, how this yep. show should be. Mm. So I got to talk to these, the show creator and, and ask them, what tone are you looking for? Yep. So even in that sense, right, uh, Tangling is not my show. Yep, of course. Is, is it's still uh, the mm. creators uh, yep. willing? Um, they, they they want to set this tone. They want to set this universe, and yep. they want the performances to be very uh, gentle. Yep. Yeah. So I, I was I was sharing it with uh, some of the directors after two three years. I say yeah. if it's really going all the way my style, Tangling will be a laugh out loud comedy, <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone would die on set. <laughs> it will not be how it is. Yeah. yeah. But because of uh, 
how this show is supposed to be a, a long-running series. Yep. Comedy can, can't sustain. Yep. It has to be a daily drama. But, but I still remember the early days that uh, there was comedy. There was very yeah. inherent comedy mm-hmm. in it. And yeah. and actually, I, I kind of miss that. Yeah. But yeah. I also understand that it doesn't work on a longer yeah. uh, legs. Yes. Like, yeah. But I, I thought it was quite a unique animal that you know has a yeah. comedic part. Yeah. I really liked it. I, I thought that was yeah. quite different. I guess it was in the very uh, kind of like a formative years of what yeah, 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 everyone yeah. is like, you know, yeah. yeah. And 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 that time, yeah, I did question, you know, like because I myself as a director, yeah, I, I would not want the directors to 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 feel like they got to follow a certain style, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but when that moment comes where somebody make noise mm. and say, "How come this few episodes?" doesn't feel cohesive <laughs> with the previous ones and okay. then we start to panic like okay so so how do we actually find this yeah, yeah, square yeah. box that yeah, we yeah. all need to come back into you know? ultimately yeah. I think a lot of times is the actors yeah and mm. also the crew yeah, yeah right but having said that uh, I've seen quite a few um, films my hunter has only one DP yeah. yeah so which means that the idea of like you know the the team will be you know, uh, leapfrogging each other and mm. all, it doesn't kind of work because it's the same DP. Yeah. So the look is roughly the same, but then it's the different directors. Mm. So to me, I don't know, um, because when you said that, you know, it's out of necessity, the real answer to me is like, do you think it's a better product that to have different um, directors and different kind of tones and different voices? I guess uh, I would say it is always a gamble. Yeah, but the gamble have a higher winning stake if all the talents are of closer calibers. For example, like my hunter, the intention that he wants uh, is already set mm. in, in in cast in in the whole so called treatment of the show. Mm. And I even the rest of the directors took over. You could see there's no deviation. Deviation. Yeah, and it doesn't strike you like, uh, wow, what is. Is it like suddenly you have Tim Burton on it? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it is. Okay. It's still very consistent. So mm-hmm. maybe the the DP uh, does his um, kind of control mm. on that look, and also the intention of the the, the so called showrunner or okay. actually the creator mm. that they want it to be this way. Um, this mm. is interesting question because, but mm. to me, if you ask me, I think it's good. Yeah, uh, I really think that you know a, a show like uh, like Keen and Tangling, it, it benefits from it, mm. and. Uh, even though it may deviate a bit, but I think it just yeah makes the watching more enjoyable. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, yeah. I think the the that that is greater pros than cons. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, and and every time when when the talents will feedback like oh okay they they actually enjoy uh, this session that session mm. and then some will like uh, uh make them go back to their uh, previous modes and things like that. But when the final product comes out, is 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 good to kind of like uh refer back and say, oh, you see, those uh, you thought was slightly more old school, but it turns out the performance is strong because yep. you are just focused on performing. Correct. Yeah. While some who re- really encourages more things, you, you had fun on set. Correct. You had mm. fun, uh, wow, doing this, doing yep. that. But in the end, when it comes out, probably you were the only one having fun. <laughs> the editor didn't have fun. <laughs> you know, you, that's like a lot of uh, different dynamics. Correct, right. So there, there are always pros and cons, but... In a sense, I would say the different directors wakes them up mm. at very different uh, mm. uh, moments. Mm. Like like when you were in yeah, Tangling, yeah. yeah. the actors were, were, were so f- happy to yeah. have someone to okay. come and have a joke to the system. Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay, actually, we can mm. try this, we can try that. Mm. Yeah, and it, it woke them up in yep. a way. 
from from I wouldn't say a slumber, but mm. more of like they were so comfortable in their own. I don't think yeah. it's just me. I think it's anyone. Mm. Uh, and and for me, uh, for the last four years, I've always been like a, a, a filler. Mm. <laughs> Somebody goes on leave, <laughs> I'm I'm there. Uh, but uh, whenever I go in, I do mm. take it as a good exercise to like yeah. you know uh, remind them that uh, once it comes into my room, right, uh, they got to. I I need to feel that for me to do my job is that I need to entertain myself first, mm, mm, mm. or like you know it, it works on my level first, right? And that's my job, right? You know, so uh, I always tell them is that maybe it's slightly different with anybody else, but uh, I mean uh, this one is important for me mm. here. Mm. Uh, maybe more important for somebody else there, but uh, for me, I just make, need to make sure that you know every episodes. I don't let down. So mm. by the time you all leave my rooms, mm. that uh, everyone is still invested. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear your directing idols, heroes. Heroes in terms of directing. like uh, directing, I would say that there's a few definitely. Uh, some are like, um, okay, for example, like David Fincher. Yeah. Obviously, um, one of the the masters at yep. storytelling. Yeah. Uh, if you say what is his style, I don't think he had the. Distinct style, mm. but every time the movie holds, yep. you can call him old school. But he tells the story. Mm. Uh, one of my personal favorite is uh, really Scott. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Really Scott is like a chameleon. Yep. He adapts to any form that uh, he can do. Yep. Yeah. So to me, that is powerful because uh, it's more like this person is always uh, challenging in different genres mm. and see which one fits him the best. Mm. Yeah, so so it's that spirit of, of always trying that kind of um, inspires me. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, other than that, Lian. Yeah, Lian is one of those that uh, I always look up to because you know the control from scripting yep. to direction mm. to performance to editing even. Yeah, he is so precise and in control and everything that he does there is a meaning. And I thought that should be what a director should uh, always inspire to do. Like, mm. if he's going to ask the talent to do a certain thing, yep. the talent is aware mm. what is he asking for rather than, why don't you try? Yep. Yeah, I, I I, personally don't like to tell talents, why don't you try? Yep. No, you shouldn't try. You should mm. achieve. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what I feel it should be. And why am I asking to achieve this is because there is this intention I need to bring across to the audience. Yeah. yeah. So I think in the Un's philosophy is is very clear. Yeah. So these are the directors. Cool, I cool, say cool. La. Down to the next thing because I've seen that you have done a lot of action scenes, even for you dangle somebody. Oh, the, the, the <laughs> trying to jump off. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I guess how how is it mm. approaching when you're doing those kind of scenes? What mm. what what is going on in your mind? Uh, first of all, safety. Yeah. The the very first thing is safety. Yeah. And then obviously when the the scene comes to me uh, yep. from the writers, I mean writers side. Yeah. I I would always ask them like uh, the intention. Mm. Is it necessary? Uh, like does this action actually change the 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 discourse in the talents interaction? Uh, and if this dangerous moment changes the discourse, okay, mm. then then I can justify why we're doing it. Yep. Yeah. And and if uh, those actions are all justified, then we'll carry on to the next step to to realize and do it in a safe way. Then obviously we'll talk to the stunt coordinator like, okay, um, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. We need to see this because it will achieve the effect we're looking for. And then the third step is 
probably the logistic of like making it technically safe for the talent to be um, having that trust. Yeah, if not, I mean, uh, it's not fair for them to to try something with, with without any assurance that is really going to be okay. Mm. Yeah, and what shots the talent can do themselves, and what shot is please let the stunt people handle. So let's uh, <laughs> let's hear a whole series of like yeah. dangerous things you've done so far. I think I, I would like, say um, yeah yeah we did a, a kind of like trying to jump off the roof scene with Ross Rosin. Yep. <laughs> so Rosin, how how was it? How was she? Uh, she because we cheated some of the angles. Yeah, obviously. But, but yet some of the the movements itself, it was still at the at a place where we need to give her like a a harness. safety harness and things like that, so that she really don't fall across. And then uh, the actual white shot where this person needs to move her legs over a railing and dangle out. Uh, I can't possibly ask Ross to do it because I think that would be crazy. But yet, you know, that crazy woman, she wanted to do it herself. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was stopping her to like, no, okay. um, I cannot risk you to do this despite I know your game for it. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes it's the other way. Like I got to dissuade them from, from yeah, trying she's, that. She's always a good soldier. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it's like, no, no, this one, no. Just, just please let the stunt double do because uh, the whole movement it involves some, uh, some kind of uh, technique. So if there should be little faults at it, the even though you're having a safety harness on, by the time we pull you up, touch wood, things might go wrong. I, I would not want to take uh, any others. Um, you were on a boat recently. Oh yeah, recently on the boat. Those were like gunfight scenes. Those, those were I would say it's actually much easier. Okay. The one of the funkiest we did was, uh, we did a, a kind of like a landmine scene in Cambodia. <laughs> so that one was like, um, obviously it's, it's like um, pyrotechnics and things like that. But the first day when we went, um, because that the place they scouted for us, right, is really in a barren land. And we were thinking like, what if there are still real landmines <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, in the yeah, place, yeah, right? Yeah. Like like who can, you never know, right? no one can, can vouch for us that yeah, that yeah, place yeah. is really clean. So we had to really ask the uh, locals to like, please do a tarp scan. I don't want anyone to lose a leg <laughs> doing this scene. And, and the time the actor was alive. So uh, the day before, we actually tested out the fake bomb and it was uh, really a joke. Uh, Yen Lun was my DP. So the two of us was like trying to observe from a f- very far distance. So we had our cameras out and trying to see, okay, how big the explosion can be. And when they ignite that thing, it was like <laughs> like smaller than the mushroom you eat. <laughs> and we were like, what the hell? Is is it like this is the best I can do then? We are totally screwed. So in the end, we, we got to advise them like, okay, can you, uh, how much uh, we got to add on to this? Probably like 50 times more. And then can you go get like uh, wooden, sh- uh, the, what they call shaving yeah. from the, so yep. that when it blows, we, we can have C-C- that um, sharp residue, and whatever, that, yeah. effects and things like that. So, after that, we went off. And then because of time, because of budget, everything was, was really like tight. So literally, unlike steps in, uh, that thing got to explode right away. And I think the Cambodian um, team took it literal from us that we need it really powerful. <laughs> so <laughs> so when, when the, it just went for the first time, the explosion was so huge. Until online was like totally <laughs> like what the hell is this going on? Yeah. So yeah. but yet we know it's it's safe la. But yeah, but yeah. the whole impact of it was was really cool. kind of like worth the time. Yeah. And, yeah. So, so those were good memories. Those yeah. were shot. Those were captured. Yeah. Those were captured. Yeah, yeah. At least worth it, right? Yeah. 
uh, I always ask this even for like a lot of people because uh, I know it puts people on the spot, which mm. is like, you know, which is your proudest work so far? Like directing, I mean, mm. not writing, not producing. But I like, would say <laughs> directing wise, honestly, I, I, I still couldn't have a, have a project. I would say it, it's my best because I always feel like the best is yet to come. Yep. But one of the projects that I did uh, in 2008, or 2009 I can't remember is, is this series called Secret Gardens okay uh, I guess that series actually uh, I would say I'm proud of it because um, it really touches a, a whole whole new subject matter that wasn't seen in Singapore uh, drama context it's a series about like mental illnesses and how uh, two psychiatrists actually uh, have different cases um, they have to handle okay and, and that brought me to um the, the kind of like the next awakening of like why are we actually in this line oh um, okay whatever that we do hopefully with the shows that we do hmm. uh, we should create an impact yep. um, because we are in this position that we can yep. yeah so so let's do it you know hmm. it, it, it's, it's, it's like a it's like a next calling yep. like I can do uh, mindless comedies um, and get myself <laughs> like all the all the money I get hmm. but how long can that sustain my my own uh, humanity or, or so? So okay. hopefully, whatever shows that we're doing, it must have a desired impact. Okay. Um, so I th- I feel at least that show itself. When, when was that? Two thousand and nine, I, th- I think. Or was okay. it two thousand ten? I can't remember. And that was I, for Channel. 8. Uh, actually, Channel U. Yeah, oh, because okay. Channel U was very experimental that time, mm. and uh, the one uh, show that actually set me to. Oh, actually gave me that confidence that I can do a feature film. Yep. There's this telly movie called uh, The Promise, mm. also for Channel U called okay. uh, Shenru Kuei Yue Ting. Mm. So that one, uh, it was done with uh, 360 yeah. and Wei, uh, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. excellent boss. Mm. So he literally just like, why don't you just do <laughs> what you want? So so we picked yeah. on a very simple little story about a girl with uh, autism okay. uh, falling in love for the first time. Nice. And then she fell in love with this boy who actually didn't understand her condition yep. until very late. Then he realized that he's not capable to take care of her. And then the mother is obviously uh, worrying for the daughter because uh, she fears that this boy is just out to take advantage of her. And and it's a very simple little love story. But I thought the performances uh, gave me that confidence. That who, who, who the actors? Uh, Julie Tan. That was her wow. first, oh, wow. her first uh, okay. time hmm. acting. And then uh, Lim Mei was the mom, okay. and uh, Lawrence Wong was the the boy. Uh, ah, so, wow! So that that Lawrence, that Lawrence Wong, yeah. wow. So that was like so long ago. <laughs> but actually, you know, until today, we we we, we still meet up and and, and uh, yeah, okay. and talk about yeah what that show actually impacts you us. Wrote it? No, actually, I came up with the story. Okay. Uh, but there was a writer called Violet. Okay. So she's very tender, uh, playing up all the very. Um, I would say more detail is a very feminine approach to mm. to how detailed uh, a relationship can be. Okay. So I think that worked really you, well. You EP'd it, no? Uh, no, actually, Guangwei is still EP. Okay. But, but in so the you end, directed? Yeah, I directed. Okay. Yeah, mm. Atticus was the one who shot it. Oh, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. What would be your advice for upcoming directors? Um, I would say first and foremost, um, is is um, understanding what you want to do with your work. Like, if you want to do a, a, a film, um, 
What what is that motivation behind? What what is the the thing that you really want the people to to resonate with you? Uh, it's okay if there's no intention to, <laughs> but at okay. least you know the purpose of why you're doing this. Because sometimes I feel like I I I I I respect a lot of very courageous directors who start in their twenties and they want to do feature film. Uh, I never had that gut. Uh, I always feel like I'm not prepared. Uh, I, I'm not ready. Yeah, it was only like when I was like maybe 35, 36. Then I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable now mm. because maybe I, I, I really work from the ground up. I know mm. how much logistic, how much money will be wasted if I didn't do a good job. So um, maybe the advice for future directors is um, do understand how much people you need to owe <laughs> if you screw it up before you really want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Next thing is for you because you wear many many hats. Mm. Uh, producing, directing, or writing? Uh, still first love writing, honestly. Yeah, like like I I, uh, I I wouldn't say I hate humans, but the truth is right. I'm not as extrovert as okay. as people think that I am. Mm. I, I'm still more of an introvert. Okay. Uh, if you give me a chance, I wouldn't want to socialize as much. <laughs> yeah, so so writing is really still what I would like to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that seems to be another episode just talking about yeah. writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, last question for for this episode is: mm. uh, Is there a difference between directing English episodes and uh, Chinese episodes? Yes, I would say nuances, uh, and also in terms of linguistic representations of emotions okay. uh, definitely that's a, 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 a very striking difference like uh, in, in terms of English I would say the, the basic I love you mm-hmm. it comes so naturally but in Chinese context because of the cultural background you, you hardly can deliver a ni in in a very comfortable state <laughs> okay. so, so in terms of understanding all the uh, so-called linguistic with the cultural baggages or the cultural liberties I would say mm. then you, you probably can tell like yeah, why Japanese movies are like this, or why Korean movies are like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there is that, that very uh, stark difference in, in terms of linguistic approach. La. So yeah. if you were to work with an actor, um, work with an actor that is doing both English and Chinese, mm. so if he goes from a Chinese production to an English production, the performance will be different? Uh, in a way, yes. <laughs> Actually, it depends on what that character is going okay. to be. Because sometimes I will say, uh, anytime a, an actor gets a new role, mm. it's a deconstruction of what himself used to be. Okay. Yeah. Before he can step into anything. Okay. Uh, 